Welcome, ladies and gents, to the second podcast of the World Haunting Series made by the Munin American Media Group. I am your host, John, and our second destination is the island of Proviglia. It is in Europe, Italy to be exact, near Venice is an island. Islands are usually nice places to go. Everyone dreams of the remote island getaway. Weezer even had a song titled Island in the Sun off the Green Album. A remote island outside of Venice sounds too good to be true. Space is premium there, but you don't want to go there. And there's a reason it remains unoccupied. Proviglia Island has a lot of history, and most of it's not pleasant. But that should be in the past. Why are so many people determined not to occupy this plot of land in an area that land is literally money. Well, the island has many nicknames. It is known as the world's most haunted island, the island of madness in Europe's hell. The island is first mentioned in 421 AD, where people from Padua and Este fled there to escape the barbarian invasions, much like the city of Venice just next door which came an issue in 1379 when Venice came under attack from the Genoan fleet. The people of Proviglia moved to the Giudecca. Before the desperate, the island wasn't facing good times. In 1348, the bubonic plague arrived in Italy. Proviglia became a quarantine island for the city of Venice. The sick came there to die and not return. The bubonic plague had a different name, it's called the Black Plague, the very one that killed one out of three Europeans. To be sent to Proviglia was a definite death sentence. At the island center, the dead and those too sick to protest were burned on giant pyres. This included the tens of thousands of Venice citizens dying on the mainland. The fires would burn once more in 1630 when the Black Death again swept through the city. So many bodies were burned there, as they say, in the island's ground is 50% ash. It is also claimed that the fishermen don't drop nets on the island in case of pulling up ancient bones of those many dead. Those that weren't burned in the Great Priors were shoveled into mass grave pits, but the soil was quickly overfilled. There were surely such grave pits on Proviglia, though the locations are unmarked and unknown. Local lore holds that the part of the island traditionally used for growing food held most of the bodies. Past the age of Black Plague, the island remains uninhabited. In the subsequent centuries, in 1527, the Venetians offered the island to the Camaldolidos monks, who refused the offer. From 1645 on, the Venetian government built five octagonal forts to protect and control the entrances to the lagoon. The Proviglia Octagon is one of four that still survive. In 1776, the island came under the jurisdiction of the Public Health Office and became a checkpoint for all goods and people coming to and going from Venice by ship. In 1793, there were several cases of the plague on two ships, and consequently the island was transformed into a temporary confinement station. For the quarantine, this role became permanent in 1805, under the, the rule of Napoleon Bonaparte, who also had the old church of Saint Vital destroyed. The old bell tower was converted into a lighthouse. Proviglia once more 
a plague island. During those very Napoleonic Wars, Proviglia Island came under attack as it was occupied by France. Those octagon battlements created by the Venetians were used by English soldiers to ambush French commandos. Prisoners were taken ashore and burned. Through the battlements, the British destroyed French ships, which still decorate the bottom of the lagoon around the octagon. The island would take another twist in the 1800s when it became an asylum of the mentally ill. That asylum was poorly constructed and used as a place of exile rather than rehabilitation. It is said that the patients in the hospital almost immediately began to report vision of corpses and seeing the ghosts of plague victims in the hospital. These claims were of course ignored because most people reporting these ghostly sightings were already considerably mentally unstable. Later during the 1920s, a doctor in charge of the hospital is said to have tortured patients and performed experiments that he hoped would make him famous within the medical community. The patients were said to have been taken to the bell tower where he performed the unspeakable experiments using torturous methods. The doctor ran these experiments on the mental patients for years until he too began to see the spirits of long forgotten plague victims and the ghosts of his own victims. Haunted by these spirits, the doctor is said to have gone insane and attempted to jump to his death from the bell tower. Legend states that the demented doctor survived the fall, however. It wasn't until a mysterious mist rose from the ground of Begley Island and strangled him that he died. Of course, there is no record of such doctor being caught running those experiments, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Record keeping back then was not as good as it is today and that man may have never been caught, only reportedly by the mentally ill, which was ignored. Upon the closing of the hospital, the island was used mostly for agriculture, such as vineyards, and was only sporadically inhabited. The stories of those who have tried to purchase the island and live on it are surrounded by odd reports. One person who owned the island in the 1960s, 1960s quickly abandoned it for unknown reasons, and another family who had planned to build a vacation home here suddenly gave it up. Some reports that can't be proven state that the daughter of the family had mysteriously had her face split or ripped open while on the island, a grievous injury that had allegedly required 14 stitches. This may all not be true, but the popular rumor is that some violent entity brutally attacked her. This island remains unoccupied, and it's actually illegal to visit the island. But that doesn't stop people from coming and going on the island. Many who visit report being immediately beset with a heavy feeling of dread and despair, which seem to hang in the air like a tangible cloud. There are those who, upon setting foot on the island, are suddenly overcome with uncontrollable urge to turn back and flee. There are also reports of tortured wailing or moaning emanating from the island's various ruined, darkened buildings, as well as the unexplained ringing of the bell tower's bell, even when no one is there. An especially creepy thought considering the tower's sadistic history. Some shaken witnesses have described picking around in the remains of the old asylum and being commanded by an unearthly voice to leave and never come back and it is not uncommon for people to report seeing shadowy figures skulking about in the dim ruins of the island. 
Psychics who have visited Proviglia in particular have described it as an island filled with malignant, long-suffering, and very angry, vicious entities that seem to have a nasty and malicious disdain for trespassers. Most of those alleged psychics are too disturbed by the island and refuse to return. These ghostly encounters sometimes involve physical interaction. Reports of being brushed, nudged, or shoved by invisible hands are not uncommon. And there are cases of attacks by unseen forces that are almost brutal in nature. Whether it is really haunted or not, Proviglia is certainly a disturbing place with a bloody history. The buildings that remain here, including a church, bell tower, the hospital, housing for hospital staff, and administrative buildings, mostly are ruined and crumbling. Some of the buildings on the island are so choked with weeds and ivy that they are barely recognizable. There is an occasion, graffiti, from illegal visitors to the island that can be scrawled across the walls. Outdoors, it's said to be riddled with corpses under the ground, sometimes above the ground. It doesn't take much to uncover one of these island victims, whether from plagues, torture, or war. Currently, Provigli Island is uninhabited and is used for growing grapes in vineyards. If the story of haunting doesn't keep an area empty, it would be by the government mandate to keep it unoccupied. It's said that fishermen tend to avoid the island and that only time most people are willing to go there is to harvest the grapes in the island's vineyards. It requires a special permit to enter the island, and usually those are for special circumstances. But despite the government's ban on the visiting island, it has become a popular place for thrill-seekers hoping to see something to prove the haunting. Of course, if you talk to a local, they will downplay the ghost stories. They claim that the ghost hauntings are an Anglo-Saxon thing and that aren't really believed in the area. And the island may not be unoccupied for much longer. In 2014, the Italian government announced that it would issue a 99-year lease to potential buyers in an attempt to ease its public debt, with the hopes that any takers would turn the island into a tourist resort, as has been done with other lagoon islands. The locals oppose this stating that they have enough resorts and they want a place for farming and for their culture. The Venetians are taking political action to the sell of the lease. We don't know how successful it is. I can tell you that there hasn't been an update of news since the announcement that it was two years ago. Could the island be haunted? Are the Venetians protecting the island for heritage's sake? Or may be there is something dark there. That must not be disturbed. We won't know because we aren't welcome there by the Venetians and by the island's old inhabitants. This podcast of World Haunting was narrated by me, John Walls. It was written and produced by Ben McCall. This podcast was brought to you by the Munin American Media Group. Please look up our other podcast, Monster Myth, a comedic podcast about monster folklore. A little warning, there is inappropriate language involved. Please see our links below for our website and email. Please also rate us five stars for Apple and thumbs up for our other media. It helps with the algorithm to find us. And we'll see you next time on World Haunting.